Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Kim Mitchell, Canadian rock icon, going to be inducted into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame next Wednesday on uh, The Morning Show on Global Television. Kim, thank you so much for making the time. Thanks for all the good music over the years, man. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, it was a walk in the park. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What a walk in the park, though. Holy smokes. Oh, thank you very much. Nice to speak with you, Roy. Yeah, good to speak with you. And just before we went on the air, we were both talking about you and I being members of the same Survivors Club, the Heart Health, yeah. That's right, yeah. What year uh, did you have your episode? 2000. Okay, yeah, I was, I was after you for sure, but that's five years ago, so yeah, so we're uh, we're it's good we're here. We're happy I'm here. We're lucky. We're lucky we're here because we both yeah. have the same thing, right? The left anterior descending artery. Yeah, hundred percent block. Yeah. yeah, I think I had about. They said I had about fifteen minutes to go. Oh my god, that would have been it. So, oh my and you god. probably were the same. Yeah, I uh, I was told mine was done on a Tuesday, and I was told a little bit later that I probably. Or I may not have made it to Friday. Same yeah, week. Okay. So, yeah. I was lucky because I didn't have a heart attack. Uh, I, they caught it just in time. Uh, okay. You did have one, right? I did have a heart attack, yeah. 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 But you're good now. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you were going, hmm, something's not right here, something's not right. Went in and then they found it. Yeah, I was out for a bike ride and uh, we're supposed to be talking about music. I was, uh, I was out for a bike ride and it felt like somebody kicked me in the chest. And uh, mm-hmm. then I had it looked at, and then I went into denial, the guy thing. And uh, yeah. eventually it wasn't, denial didn't work anymore. So, yeah, they fixed yeah. me. And 21 years you, later, everything's working fine. Okay, well, that's good Good to hear. I'm, I'm happy you're here, man. And you, you brought up a funny thing. We're supposed to be talking about music. There's a bunch of uh, Toronto musicians. We, we get together, and we have these these dinners. And we go to, like, a really cheap restaurant and, and uh, sit around and... and I swear, we used to talk about music, but for the first 15 minutes, we all, actually we go, okay, we got 10 minutes to talk about our health and our medication. Then we're going to go on and talk about other things. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, my back, you know, this and that. It's, like, it's so funny that we never talk about music. And then we go on and talk about other things. But yeah. It's good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really nice getting together with all of them. I'm sure it's a terrific time. And here you are. You're, congratulations, uh, Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame. Well-earned. Um, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Great, great music. Great music. Well, Honestly, great music, man. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, just as a musician, you just put your head down and, and uh, start writing songs. I started doing that. It scared myself yesterday when I started thinking about when I wrote my first song. It was 49 years ago. And it was on the Isle of Rhodes in Greece. And then since then, it's been a, a fun night of just looking up and keeping your eyes open, keeping your ears open and your heart open and and letting that soak in and hopefully getting some songs written. It was a really fun process all, all those years. Yeah, I was reading your bio, and uh, you headed for Toronto at 16 years of age, right? Uh, 17, actually. 17? Moved to Toronto. Yeah, moved to Toronto, lived at around uh, King and Parliament Street in a house that uh, the whole band had. It was $150 a month rent for the whole house. And we had three guys from the Don, who just got out of the Don jail living next to us. And um, 
Uh, yeah, we that band kind of broke up when the weather got nice because our refrigerator was outside the back of the house <laughs> because it didn't work. Yeah. And when the weather got nice, we couldn't <laughs> keep food cold anymore. So everybody moved back to Sarnia. <laughs> Except me, I, I stay. No, that's, that's, that's kind of paying your dues, don't you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Most definitely it's and, paying your dues. Yeah, and l- luckily the guys next door really liked us. They, you know, we were for, these young kids from Sarnia were having one of our first or second meals. We, we've, uh, you, you're uh, rehearsing already in the house, and the door just swings open at dinner one night while you're having your whatever the craft dinner, rice and whatever we used to eat. Yeah. And these three guys just come down the hallway, and they're like, "Where are your neighbors? Have you got something to drink?" I'm like, "Uh oh." <laughs> and, and then they're like, "You tell us. You tell us if anybody gives you a hard time. We're right next door. We're like, okay." Oh man, what beer can buy, eh? <laughs> Actually, you know, dare I say it was aftershave at that time. We didn't have any beer. We couldn't afford it. And, and they were like, give us something to drink. And they're like, we don't have anything to drink. They go, well, what do you got? And I said, I don't know. I got some aftershave upstairs. He goes, go get that. and uh, Strain it so, through a loaf of bread. Yeah, I guess so. I, I can't, you know, it's, it's hazy times back then, but I do remember that part. <laughs> so uh, you and you and I are sort of the same uh, vintage. I think you're a couple of years younger than me, not that many. I'm 69. Okay, so you're just a couple yeah. of years younger than me. So in our uh, in our lifetimes, we've gone from being kids who waited for the latest 45 to appear at the store for around a dollar to new releases being available on YouTube and websites like Spotify where, where your new song mm-hmm. is, is available. Um, has this changed just the business side of music or music itself? Because songwriting is a billion-dollar-plus Canadian music economy reality. Has, has technology changed just the business side, or has it changed music? Oh, sure. It's changed both. Um, it, it, it's changed the business for sure. Uh, although, for me, it hasn't really changed much, and I'll tell you why. Because I always made my, any money that I made was made off live. Um, uh, you don't, you didn't make minimal amount off record sales. You, you roy- record royalties. Yeah. Or radio royalties, airplay royalties. Yeah. Um, but it was mainly a, a live thing for me. I think even the Stones said that at one point, they said, you know, we only made money on our, on a few records where we've made our money is touring. So that, that scene in Canada has always been pretty healthy. Thankfully, Canadians really have supported Canadian talent. I, I really feel that. As far as how music has changed, I think we live in a... In a I'm going to quote somebody else here, a guy named Rick Beato. He's a YouTuber. We live in a day of sort of low-information music. Music is very simple. It's programmed a lot of the time now. It's just the process of making it is different. Um, if you take a Led Zeppelin song, for example, there's so many chord changes in one song. Whereas now you'll hear some hit song that's got kind of the beat and maybe three, four notes on a bass and then all this singing going on top. So music itself has really changed just out of maybe the economics of not being able to get bands together to pay them and stuff like that. Yeah. But I do really enjoy, right? I, I, I really enjoy watching music change. Um, when people ask me, I'm like, yeah, every generation says what they want to say in a different way and and i think that's a beautiful thing and i hope they keep doing that so uh, just like 
back in the 40s, the 30s and 40s, the Sinatras and all that stuff, into rock and roll, the beginning of rock and roll. And then in the, the, the you know, when hip-hop comes along and, and sort of program pop and house music and all these other genres of music, it's, it's lovely watching this stuff keep sort of morphing itself. Because there's only 12 notes to work with. That, that's what people don't understand. So we're, we have to sort of keep throwing them around in different ways. Yeah, I've never been quite sure whether life leads music or music leads life. I'm, it seems to be like almost interchangeable. When, when I think of my that's a good point, yeah, that's a good point. I'd say I'd say the first, but you know, life leads music. So yeah, what, that we have to get inspiration to make music. So mm-hmm. what you're going through in your life um, really does dictate that. I, I feel because mm-hmm. I remember when the uh, British invasion started, uh, everybody wanted to speak with an English accent and. And there was this there was this different sound, and life headed in that direction. All of our lives, we were kids. We headed in that direction. It was really, it dragged us. It pulled us in that direction. And we wanted to sound mm-hmm. like them, and we wanted to be like them. And, and I think as long as, as long as we keep music in our lives, Kim, and, you know, you play it, and you, you write it, and it's, it's fantastic mm-hmm. music that you create. But as long as in some way we keep music in our lives, it makes life a more positive experience. It sure does. <laughs> hair, hair. I don't want to get too deep on your hair. No, that's that's not that's fine. That that's well said. Well said. Really. When you take on a project like the big fantasize, your first album mm-hmm. in thirteen years, how do you start something like that? Did you did you is it a work in progress over many years, or which eventually makes its way to the studio, uh, or is it something that you take on? Say one day you get up and you say it's time to start to write some new songs. That's a good question. Throughout my career, Roy, uh, early in my career, albums would happen like in 30 or 60 days. You, although we were touring musicians back then, so we'd be playing all the material, the music out at gigs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. roll into the studio. Now, uh, the things are done differently. Uh, the big fantasize was done uh, writing stuff at home over the course of a couple of years, as, as you mentioned. And I wasn't even going to do a new record until my producer, Greg Wells, who was in my band at 17, and then moved off to Los Angeles and recorded people like Katy Perry, uh, One Republic. I uh, had uh, hit songs by Keith Urban, uh, number one hit songs. He's, he's done really well. He did the soundtrack for The Greatest Showman, stuff like that. Wow, yeah. Um, he, yeah, he paid me a visit after my heart attack because uh, he was on his way back to Los Angeles, wanted to know how we were doing, went for a little walk. And he said, are you doing anything? Are you writing? I said, yeah, yeah, I'm writing. But he's a busy guy. I'm not going to say, hey, you know, will you listen to my stuff? But he said, why don't I have a listen to your stuff? And I said, well, okay, great, if you can give me some feedback. So I gave him a USB key of shame, and off he goes. And uh, about a month later, he's like, I love all these songs. He says, will you come to Los Angeles and record them at my studio? I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't afford you. He goes, no, 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 we'll worry about all that later. He says, come on down. And, and let's record. So that's kind of how I went about doing that. So and that whole process, once that moment happened, which was kind of terrifying, taking on a recording another record, because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of work involved, a lot of emotional work, a lot of physical work. Uh, it's all consuming. You lose track of, of what's going on in the world. You lose track of your family and friends because you're just constantly thinking about all that stuff. Um, that took about two years and we finished it just shortly before the pandemic. No, it's just amazing. I, the music is so good. And t- I, I really wanted to know how that came about. 
because uh, I hear oh, different I hear different stories from different musicians about how they construct and how they create music. For some people, it's almost like a technical experiment. For others, it's something from the heart. Uh, and it's, mm-hmm. it's always always interesting to find out. Let me go back to something else we talked about a couple of minutes ago, and that is whether music leads life or life leads music. Do you think there's such a thing as generational generational music, or, or is is music just beyond generational? Like a 20-year-old will listen to one of your songs from 30-odd years ago and start jumping around. Yeah, it's kind of mind-blowing that that happens. I'll tell you, when we... When we play gigs, sometimes we play these summer festivals across Canada or, or certain resorts, and and half the audience is are the kids of the people who used to come see me. Wow! You know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's neat, and they're holding up vinyl of my first record and stuff huh. like that, and they know the stuff. So I I'm not sure whether that answers your question, but it does. But I I think. Yeah, I mean, I listen to music from different generations. You know, I'll listen to music that was my parents' generation. I'll throw on Sinatra or whatever, and uh, then I'll throw on something uh, a little more modern. Um, So, you know, I'll throw on Justin Bieber because the guy's just so (laughs) talented to me, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know know it's kind of cool for older people to put a hate on him, but whenever they do that, I always go, if that kid was your son, you'd be so proud of him. He's so, such a great singer. He's so talented. He's worked so hard. And, and you know, if you, if you gave your kid at 17 hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars, there's a good chance he might screw up here and there once in a while, too. So. <laughs> I've always believed that envy is a great compliment. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, sure. you know. Hey, yeah. if you look, if you were to look back, and we have about a minute and just a bit here, so sure. let's go back to you being the seventeen-year-old who leaves home, and uh, and you're going on to go to Toronto to get into the music business. Did you have any expectation, any realistic expectation at that time? When you look back at that kid today, what do you see? Well, what I see is when I got to Toronto, there used to be a bar called the Gasworks, and I think it's actually mentioned in the movie Wayne's World. And the Gasworks was a bar in Toronto that, that all the rock bands played. And I remember going, man, I will have made it in the music business if we played the Gasworks ever. I just remember thinking that, that that's, that's as high as the bar gets. Pardon the pun. but uh, you know. <laughs> um, I never thought that it would go on this long. I thought, you know, 30 years ago, man, I, w- I would have been applying to be a groundskeeper at a resort somewhere. I like working outdoors, and I like getting my hands dirty. So I didn't think music would go on, but it, it did, and I'm grateful for that. Man. So uh, in about 30 seconds, what's uh, what's ahead now for you? What are you going to um, do? Well, I'd like to get back touring. I'd, li- I'd like to see this music business come, come alive again um, and not just drive in theaters. But uh, I think at 22, hopefully I'll get back out on the road and feel good enough to do it. Well, I hope you do, and uh, congratulations for a well-deserved entry into the Canadian Songwriters Hall of Fame, and pretty damn good broadcaster, too. Oh, thanks, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> a little rusty, but thanks a lot. Man. Very nice yeah. chatting with you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.